Welcome to MindLob, the hive mind antidote for conservative Christians that want to form their own conclusions. And now your host, Ken Carroll. Welcome back to MindLob. In this episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about America. So we're taking a side road from Genesis and just having an honest discussion about where we stand over the last, I don't know, two, three weeks. I really wanted to talk about the election. I know it's very polarizing, and frankly, um, it's such a emotional ride for so many people that I didn't know if I wanted to get into it. But I prayed about it, and in my spirit, I, I didn't feel it was the right time. However, due to recent events, and it has nothing to do with the inauguration, I feel that now's the time to talk about it a little bit. So, you know, we can get into the nuances, but I think a good place to start with the election is where we stand today. So, where we stand is we have two groups. And, of course, we have a vignette between the two groups of different belief systems and philosophies and what people think. Because people do not think alike. But overall, we do have this bandwidth of this left-right paradigm. And the country is divided. A large number of Americans do not believe that the election was legitimate. They question whether or not elected officials overstep their bounds and change the rules of the election. They question the ballots. They question external influences. They question internal influences. They wonder. Now, the mainstream media, of course, is saying that, you know, everything's been debunked. And this is your conservative and your liberal mainstream media. They're saying that this is conspiracy. There's nothing to see. However, the Epic Times released a documentary, and it has a lot of data. There's been independent research into analyzing the data. And the experts are at odds. They're not uh, singing one note. And so, just like so many other aspects of life, you know, you have to pick a, a side. And picking the side is really more emotional than analytical. But I do know that it's very polarizing right now. Now, with the polarization, there comes a simple fact. If America's most sacred process of electing officials has been compromised. Now, it doesn't matter if you don't like Donald Trump or you did like Trump or whatever. The idea is that men have died, families have sacrificed, and so much has gone into the belief in this republic, this experiment, and if it could be compromised just for the sake of an unsavory character in your eyes, 
then it's horrible because not only is a compromise for today, but now America has forever changed. Because if there's one thing that's true about bad guys, is bad guys remain bad guys. And if they can get away with something, they're going to continue to get away with it. If they can hold on to power by doing what they do, and they know that they can get away with it, they're going to continue to do it. Now, however, if we flip the coin and we can say that America is safe, that the election is sacred, then we're in good shape. It just means that um, someone got into office that some people do not like. But if it's compromised, then we no longer live in a republic. We're infiltrated and it's over. So this means the vote means nothing. This means you're a puppet if you vote. This means that uh, the red and the blue, if there is going to be another person put up, they're likely going to be propped up by the same institution that fixed the election in 2020. However, if everything is fine, then the Republic continues. So it's a big question. Now, unfortunately, we did not answer the question to the satisfaction of arguably 75 million Americans, which means the polarization will continue. Now, at the heart of the polarization is not politics, but rather it's a philosophy, a theology. So what I want to do is take you back to another great republic in history, the Roman Empire of the past. Now, Rome fell, obviously, and when it fell, there was five, five rough major considerations that led to the fall of Rome. And one of those five in which scholars debate is Christianity being uh, injected into Rome. So let me paint a picture as best I can based on the research that I've done. So if you lived in Roman times and you saw that uh, the, the Roman gods, they were polytheistic, meaning that they believed in a lot of gods. And so if you lived back then, it wouldn't be uncommon for you to think that Rome was special. And it was special because there were gods that looked over Rome. Why, even the emperor was worshipped as a god. And when Christianity got injected into the Roman Empire, they wonder if the, the patriotism, if you will, of Rome was diluted. Because now there was not the gods of Rome, but now through the... Uh, legalization and acceptance of Christianity, now there is the God 
of everyone. Rome was nothing special. Rome was under God just as barbarian nations were under God. The Christian God. So, what does this have to do with America? Well, if we fast forward to America, what we see is a nation that was founded. And it was founded under the principles of Judeo-Christian beliefs. Now, we can argue the minutia, but the roots of Judeo-Christianity are deep within this nation. And when it was founded, it grew assuming that this light, this truth of Christianity would light up other nations. It would be a beacon of hope, a beacon of truth, a beacon of everything that is good. Now, if we go to current times, I believe it was Barack Obama who said that America is no longer a Christian nation. And if we go today, as we're seeing the transition, we're seeing that Christian views, Christian theology is now torn. It's no longer a backbone of America. Abortion is now going to be at the forefront of America. Pro-life may run into some big obstacles. Who knows how it's going to be labeled? And Christianity is against uh, anything beyond the monogamous relationship of a male and a female. Which again, if we look at the definitions of intolerance and hate speech, while well, the Bible could be interpreted as being hateful because it's not accepting. And according to the perceived American standard by some, not accepting equals hate, intolerance, bigotry. So what does that say about America? Now, something else interesting about America is if we zoom out, we need to ask the question, what if? What if Christianity is true? Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably in the waters of believing that the Christian faith is accurate, that God created, that Jesus, Yeshua, died for your sins. He reconciled us to God. And by extension, there are guidelines that we should live by. Now, like a good father who runs a household, in order to enjoy the safety of a home and the food of a home and the love of a father and the guidance and the direction, you have rules. It could be curfew. 
It could be certain codes of conduct. It could be expectations. But those things need to be adhered to in order to enjoy the things that family offers. In like manner, in order for a country to continue to enjoy the blessings, the favor of God, there must be a heart that seeks God. And seeking those things, just like being a, uh, a child that wants to stay out beyond their curfew, choosing your own personal preference above the scriptures means that you're in no longer in favor of God. And the further you get away, the more you enter into a place of judgment the more you fall out of God's favor. Now, is America no longer in God's favor? That I cannot answer. I can tell you that the uh, current climate in America is in direct opposition to biblical truth, to the theology that we all appeal to. It, it's just not there. And if it's not there, then it's hard to say that God's going to continue to bless it. If God wants us to honor the sanctity of life, you see in Genesis, we're going through that, and there is a point to where it says, God made man in his image. Now, some Hebrew scholars, when you listen to them, what they're going to tell you is that that means that God made us his imagers. It means that God put us in charge of here. We're in his stead. And as such, we have a, a place. And, and, and there's a sacredness to human life. And so if we're going to ignore that, and we're going to usurp it. And we are going to terminate life based on convenience. And use extreme circumstances to justify the common everyday uh, abortion that takes place for convenience. Then we potentially have an issue. Now, of course, this is all predicated if the Christian worldview is right. And if the Christian worldview is not right, then that changes everything. The gloves are off. But here's the deal. America was still founded under that moral and ethical construct. So, just like with the Romans who had their belief in their gods that would take care of them. When America pulls the rug out from under Christianity and believing in good and honor and truth and justice, and if the election was stolen, and if bad guys are afoot, and if we pull away that sacredness, and we say, now we're going to define for ourselves what is good. 
we'll shake our fist at God and we'll say, your good is not our good. As your imagers, we're going to determine what we think is good. And, of course, if God does not exist, then what we do is we pull the, the philosophy, the ideology, the foundation, the roots, the premise in which this country was found. But ultimately, it could very well have the same effect. And that is that America is no longer that beacon of hope and light and truth and justice. It becomes something of a subjective interpretation. It becomes something different. Now, could it sustain itself is the next question. If materialism is true and we're just grasping on to something in the middle of the night, possibly. History dictates that it probably will not make it. So as I think of all those uh, graves in Arlington, you know, I went to Arlington. I saw the eternal flame with JFK. This huge ocean. And people that gave the ultimate price. And then you think of the families that went through what they went through as those people gave that for the idea of America. And now we're transforming it. I wonder, I just wonder what some of them would say. Would they be okay with this? Would they want a universal income regardless if you worked or didn't? Would they want universal health care? Would they want a new economy that's not based upon what they died for? I wonder. You know, we've been warned about lies. And we've been warned about uh, subversion. I mean, in history, it was a lot different. I mean, in the Roman situation, you know, an emperor, they were often killed or whatever, and it was by force. You know, we had book burnings. There were things that were obvious, but something sneaky, something evil started to happen with the First World War perhaps a little bit before that, where we started to understand that now we can use propaganda. And today, instead of book burning, are we bit burning? Are we silencing people? Are we forgoing the First Amendment and your right to free speech? paraphrase Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde said that uh, something along the lines of, you know, he may disagree with someone, but he would uh, give his life so that that person can make a complete idiot of themselves. And today we bit burn those people. We silence them. 
And if we really want to shut them up, we even label them as conspiracy theorists or racist. We assign a label that we don't like to them and we don't let them talk. Is that what we want to be? And if you're happy with it, and you're happy with where things are going, what happens if the pendulum swings? And now the things that you cherish become things that are evil. I mean, we need to be humbled by the idea that Nazi Germany demonized people. They were able to take a whole group of people and make others think that they were less than human. Are we becoming guilty of that? And blind to the idea that we can do the exact same thing that the Nazi regime has done? You know, I don't know the answers. I don't know if the election was legitimate. I do know that America is getting further and further away from Judeo-Christian values. I do know that the America that I see today is not the America that John Kennedy or the people that are buried in Arlington. That America no longer exists in its current state. And so, here we are, going around in the dark, trying to figure things out. One side's happy, one side's not. Both sides are polarized against each other. Both sides are resolute in believing that the other side is evil and against them. Bigoted, dumb, intolerant. And the war drums continue to beat. And America's stress is worse than ever. And the polarization of our leadership is worse. Now, of course, that's debatable. Left-leaning people would say Trump was far worse. But it's not a good start, is it? It's not a good start for this administration, regardless if they were uh, put in uh, ethically or unethically. We need to pray for the country. We need to pray for each other. And if we are entering a time of judgment, you need to prepare. So I want to talk to you a little bit about preparation, because I'm around some pretty smart people. Fiat currency is in trouble, I think. I don't know when or how or what's going to happen with it, but I do know that a lot of people are buying silver. Not silver notes, but physical silver. The reason being is, is as fiat currency begins to tumble in the wrong direction, fiat currency uh, begins to blow up. Physical gold, physical silver, historically has retained its value. 
So what you want to do is start buying a little bit of that. At least that's what my friends are telling me I need to do. You know, uh, I was also reading some quotes from uh, Hitler. And he would say interesting things. Like, you know, if you tell a life big enough and often enough, then people will buy it. Uh, one of the other quotes that I read that was attributed to him, at least according to the almighty internet, is that um, you want to disarm a group, a country, before you take them over. The right to bear arms is the great equalizer in this country. And any attempt to minimize that minimizes the people. I mean, the bad guys are going to always carry guns. you got to understand that. Bad guys are bad guys because they don't do what the law tells them to do. Only the good guys do what the law says to do. So, do you want the good guys unarmed and the bad guys armed and defund the police? And, you know, it just, it's, it's kind of crazy at a certain point. But you need to protect you and your family. You need to think through these things. And the good news at the end for the Christian is that God is in control. Regardless if this is judgment, regardless if this is ethical, unethical, regardless of any of the things we talked about, we have our citizenship with God. And one day God's going to make it all right. And one day this king is going to assume his throne and his justice and his righteousness will reign forever. I heard a guy, he's talking about kings versus where we are today in America. A king is a king until he dies. He, he keeps that kingdom. And our king's going to live forever. And he's righteous and good. And we can look forward to that. We need to have hope. We need to pray for each other. We need to take care of each other. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast or visit mindlob.com to learn more.